1: In political history. We love Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real American boys.
2: Okay, oh, Peter, so go ahead.
3: Thanks, Green. A follow up about the MAGA Republican attention. So, if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election?
2: Look I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the President pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about. Out, that's what we're going to focus on on where we are at today.
3: But Just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted in 2016, oh, I knew this Trump was coming. stole an election. Uh, of course, it's I was
2: waiting, Peter, when you were going About to ask time. me that question.
3: Well, <laughs> right, here we go. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. Why so that? let's
2: let's be really clear that. That comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I How have been, I have ridiculous? been. Well, you're asking me. You're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was well, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. Stuck on That's stupid, what I was ladies and gentlemen. Time.
1: Stuck on stupid. And here's stupid. the thing.
2: I have said, Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said. President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is let's not forget what happened on January 6, oh, 2021, yeah. when we yeah, saw yeah. an insurrection, a mob that by was by the FBI. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Who, uh, by the
1: FBI, this campus, no, 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 this facility, no, 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 at no time,
2: and it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked. That day. And they killed that people. That was the danger that we were seeing at the time. And they that's killed what people. the president has called out, and that's what he's going to continue to Are they going to call, call out the murders? So, yes, when you have Republicans, oh. a extreme part of Republicans who, for who just deny or do not go. want to uh, uh, really say what exactly happened on that day <laughs> or say it was a protest when it clearly was not a peaceful protest that's not what we saw on that day yes the president's going to call that out and here's the thing majority of americans agree with him majority of americans agree with this president on protecting our democracy protecting our freedom and protecting our What about our protecting rights. our republic that's what we're talking about today and that's what the president's going to focus on
1: what about, what about protecting our republic? What about the peaceful protest that was happening until the FBI started shooting out of nowhere flash grenades and smoke bombs into the crowds? What about the peaceful protest until the police that you mentioned that were attacked murdered people, multiple people? People did die that day. You're right, you're right. But you can't even take a little bit of accountability. You can't even take a little bit of responsibility for the fact that you called out elections being stolen. So it was okay for you to say the, the election was stolen in 2016 as long as now you change that rhetoric and you change that statement because it suits you because you don't want us to call out the stolen election of 2020. I get it. I get it. Everybody knows you're a liar. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the garbage pail kid of the White House, Mean Gene Kareem Pierre, absolutely stuck on stupid again. Big shout out to Peter Ducey. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here. On Live from America and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Broadcasting as always from the granite, live free or die state of New Hampshire. And it is a pleasure to be here with you calling out these low-life politicians and bureaucrats every single day. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Somebody else who also works very hard to expose corruption, somebody else who works very hard to expose what, no matter what side of the aisle that you are on, ladies and gentlemen, is Project Veritas. <laughs> Hold on. Project Veritas is doing that same thing. They're exposing people left and right. I'd like to pull up this video, if we could, of Project Veritas Part 3 exposing the New York, uh, New York City public school uh, education system that, you, that is so incredibly messed up. But ladies and gentlemen, these people, po- uh, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, they're doing an incredible job calling out people that need to be called out, calling out evil, calling out people who break the law, calling out double standards. Ladies and gentlemen, Project Veritas strikes again with the third installment of their New York undercover work. Let's go to the video. What would
4: you do, though, as a principal if you knew there was a conservative applying? Would you hire such a no. person? Like they say that, like, diversity is about, you know, like, everyone is equal. It's like that person you know. Yeah. Um Like, for kindergarten, for Pride Month, it's like, you should be whoever you feel like you should be. The kindergarten Pride
1: Month. Yeah. Okay. Kindergarten Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the words. See the forest for the trees.
5: Meet Todd Soper, assistant principal of neighborhood charter schools in Harlem. He's in charge of more than 670 students. Like Jeremy Boland, the vice principal in Connecticut, he also refuses to hire conservatives and has a line of questioning to reveal their political views.
4: What would you do, though, as a principal, if you knew there was a conservative applying? Would you hire such a person? Yeah. We have very specific questions, and, like, ultimately, like, our diversity, equity, inclusion question, like our DEI question is, like, it's very telling if somebody has, like... Done a lot of work,
5: yeah.
4: With within themselves, within the profession, um, but even conservative, like even. Well, and it president. comes out like if people don't answer the, that question right, yeah. they're just an automatic not. Like higher. what? Give me an example of not answering that question. Like one what, what of the words if they say mean? that like diversity is about, if they say something that lends itself to be colorblind, yeah, which could happen like oh it's like, you know like everyone is equal. Like, those things that are well-intentioned statements, but they're missing the depth of understanding yeah. of how like, the intersections of our identity um, live out in the world. It's like that person. Yeah. Yeah.
5: This begs the question, if Soper won't hire any conservatives, what does he do with teachers who already work for him who might already be conservatives? He was quick to tell our journalist just that.
4: So there, maybe there's this one teacher who almost like refused to talk about Juneteenth a few years ago and didn't want to like teach a lesson like in addition to their neurodiversity and their special needs like our students lives matter based on yeah. the color of their skin yeah, um, and how that intertwines into the context of the world yeah. and so if you're not willing to embrace fully that Aspect of our students, and that means talking openly about race and talking about injustices in the world. Then I don't know if you're going to be able to like fully like fulfill your responsibilities.
3: What was her What was her reasoning she, for she being resistant? To, she
4: didn't want to teach Black Lives Matter. I don't think she thinks that the race is a big deal. Oh, okay. So she was just kind of like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, like. I love kids, so it's fine. I was like, well, no, like, you have to love all of them. And so you have to acknowledge that there is the potential for the person to experience discrimination. Yeah. Was she fired? Or? Yeah, she left. She would have probably been fired eventually just yeah. based off of, like, mindset, but yeah, she left.
5: It's clearly worrisome that these institutions will be responsible for our children's growth and well being. Classrooms are not meant to indoctrinate students. Sober tries to push his political agenda onto students as young as five. Watch how he discusses bringing Pride Day to kindergartners.
4: We have always, and like will continue to like embrace diversity on all levels. So the same way we embrace um, identities that are based off of ethnicity, skin tone, and gender, like we also embrace orientation. So we make student friendly. Sure. um, Mm -hmm. Like for kindergarten, for Pride Month, we got every, in first grade, like every kid had like a mirror and we talked about like, there's like a read aloud yes. about um, an animal or about a boy that said he wanted to be a mermaid. And it's like a way to start like an a was like, you should be whoever you feel like you should be. And that was kind of like the message of the read aloud. And
1: there it is, ladies and gentlemen, there is the admission of indoctrination. You get them in the kindergarten level, you get them in the kindergarten level. And once you get them in the kindergarten level, that is a great way to segue into full indoctrination, full into brainwashing, and then, of course, full into pedophilia. You know it and I know it. And one thing that I have a very hard time forgiving, although I will because our Father in heaven uh, forgives us for our crimes and our sins, I have a very hard time forgiving those uh, forgiveness, forgiveness who go after children. That is very hard for me to do. Big shout out Project Veritas. Big shout out James O'Keefe. That's what we do. That's what we do on this new, uh, in this new parallel universe that we have created. We go after the people that are going after our children and our rights, and we expose them. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord. We need more of the Lord now than ever. Please, please, please allow me to read from Jesus Calling, the evening, evening version here on this September 6th, year of our Lord, 2022. Many people view dependence as a despicable condition, so they strive to be self-sufficient as possible. I designed you to need me continually and to delight in that neediness. Delight yourself in me more and more. This increases your joy and glorifies me. And notice, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lord did not say, depend on another person. Do not depend on man. Man is flawed. Man will always let you down. But depend on me. The Lord... He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed, says Deuteronomy 31, 8, 31, 8 Deuteronomy. And Psalm one nineteen ten through 12 says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Psalm 119, 10 through 12. And before you turn out the light tonight, you LFA family members and RAV family, there is always joy to be found in me. Speak to me in this hour, knowing that I hear and that I care. You should speak to God before you go to bed. You should speak to God when you wake up. You should speak to God throughout the day. Trust me, you will not need to lean on anybody else. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And ladies and gentlemen, that guy that we just saw on camera with the mullet, you know, business in the front, partying in the back, those are people that we need to pray for. I know that sounds difficult, and I know that sounds different, but we need to pray for them. The only thing that is going to save those people is Christ, is convicting them in the words of God Almighty. This is what we must do. This is imperative for us to make America great again. We cannot just constantly beat down one side or the other. We need to have them come back to Christ. Amen. We'll be back right after this. Got to have them come back to Christ, folks. It's the same thing when it comes to the trolls that come into our comment sections. Now, speaking of our comment sections, let me first say thank you for the launch of LFA TV today. Thank you. when, When people say we definitely could not do this without you, we definitely could not do this without you. Your viewership, your dedication, your loyalty, your dedication to sharing the video, I guarantee you that a thousand of you share it a thousand times. Your dedication to sharing these videos in multiple places, not just your feeds, but your messengers, and your e- and emailing out, and text messaging. If that was not there, if that was not present, then Rumble wouldn't be working with us, sponsorships wouldn't be coming, we sure as heck wouldn't have a network of people willing to work together to get the word out there. You are the entire gears of this system. God gives it life. You guys are the gears. I'm just driving. I can't sit in the driver's seat and steer and press the gas without the motor going. You guys are the motors. You guys are the transmission. You're the universals. You're the, you're the, uh, you're the, uh, the axles. You're the, you're everything that makes this car go. And God paves the way for us and goes in front of us. It's absolutely amazing. Everybody on the, I I know I can speak for Mike Crispy if he's here. I know I can speak for Loud Majority. I know I can speak for Antonio and saying they are so very grateful for you guys. When we talk, we talk about you guys. We talk about what you have done in this Life from America family. The changes you have made. The people you have helped. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we now have another producer that we have to help pay, Uh, in order to make this happen, our rumble rants and our donations, we rely on more than ever. And I just want you to know that as we move forward, not trying to dig money out of everybody's pocket, just trying to let you know that anything that you can afford to give when you can give it will definitely, definitely help. Now, I want to give some live shout outs here real quick. We're going to go to rumble first, JL jazz in the building. And by the way, say, I want you guys to say a prayer, please. Okay, we've got people with COVID in here, people that are sick right now, people that need to get through this. And we ask for prayers. We ask for restoration. We ask for health. Cindy Lou, who is in the building. How you doing, girl? Barbara Peters, Jim Peters. I love you. I love you more than you know. Rosa Catalano. I love you more than you know. Dennis and Tatiana Sled, I love you more than you know. Sam and Linda Majaya, I love you more than, more than you know. Deborah Yoakum, I love you more than you know. These are numbers that are these are names that are just coming off the top of my head. Barb Naylor, I love you more than you know. Mike Dries, I love you more than you know. Amanda Collins, I love you more than you know. I'm telling you, I pray for you constantly, and I know you pray for me. I feel it, and I know you feel it. Terry Sue says, I need prayers for my son Adam. Him and his wife Catherine, they lost their second baby today. Wow, that's very sad. That's very sad. Lord and Heavenly Father, please look after them. Please look after them during this time of losing a baby, losing a blessing. Lord, we know that you've called that baby home for whatever reason, and we don't need to understand that reason. We just need to have hope and trust in you that that baby is with you and that it was for a reason. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Very sad. Very, very sad. Very sad. Uh, Billy, I'm 75 says, I got a 50. Not sure what you meant by that, but I love you, brother. Thank you for joining in. Carleen from the UP, the Upper Peninsula. How many people know Houghton and Hancock? How many people know where Houghton and Hancock is in Michigan? Ho, oh, ho, ho, do I know about that place? I used to go there and ride snowmobiles as a kid. I know everything about the, not everything about the UP, but I know all about the UP. $10 coming in, $5 coming in. God bless you. We love you. We love you too, OzFan. Let's go over to Getter real quick and say love. Give some love over there. We've got about a 1,000 over there. Let's go Brandon. Heather Hraddock. Queen, Speeda. How you doing? Kathy, 352. Haji, good to see you. Snapdragons is in the building. David Ratcher, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you very much. W is in the building. Ruby Hines is always on time, of course. Mary Mary. Mike Dries, he's right there. Drees Monkey, right there. I love it. Elisa Goff, God bless you. Diva Queen. If you guys are in the chat, let me know and Getter. I'd love to shout you out. And please repost the video, repost, repost, repost. Suzanne, how you doing? Good to see you. Big shout out Suzanne Vermontis as well. All right, let's come back. And when we go on to our next commercial break, we are going to give a bit, some big thank yous uh, to people who donated on jeremyharrell.com and sent me some wonderful gifts that we got in the mail today. So stick around for that, okay? All right, folks, we want to see if we can hit 4,000 tonight on Rumble. I know that's going to be hard for a night show, but we want to take over this top 10 feed. Each, each show... We want to take over the top 10 feet on Rumble. We want to let them know that LFA family is here to stay, and we're going to take over the world. Cleese Sully, $500 to add to the $50 already in, and the $5 and the $10, dollars M 75 Amanda Collins, Lacey Barcelo, and Texas Lisa. God bless you all. All right, here we go. Back in the saddle again, LFA. And welcome back to Life from America. As always, I'm Jeremy Harrell. God bless you, everybody, on Real America's Voice News. You are in good hands with this LFA family. Please lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp of the day. You know my favorite thing about this show, by the way, before we get into it? Is the fact that it's named Live from America, and we jump over all of the United States. We cover as much as we possibly can, from sea to shining sea, talking like the the micro machine man for an hour, and, uh, you know, I need to have copious amounts of coffee in order to deal with that. Or I should say, Cova fay Cova fe. Red wave, red wave, red wave, red tsunami. Well, I expect a red wave, but we are going to have to put on the pressure, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to put the pressure on like never before in these last 60 whatever days until the midterms. And how are we going to do that? So you say, Jeremy, how are we going to do that? We hear you tell us that, we hear Bannon tell us that, we hear Ben Berkwam tell us that, we hear everybody tell us that. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you something right now, okay? First of all, number one, after November 3rd, uh, 2020, we have been in high gear, high octane, nitrous level speeds. Taking over precinct committee uh, spots, taking over city councils, taking over county commissioner spots, um, running MAGA candidates, getting rid of rhinos. I mean, what we've been able to do politically in the last 18 months, 20 months is unheard of. 22 months, it's unheard of. It's never happened. This grassroots movement has never happened to this extent in these United States of America. The Tea Party was about like this compared to MAGA. It was like that. Okay. And that's no, that's not dissing the, uh, the tea party in any way, shape or form, or throwing shots or shooting arrows. No, 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 no. That's just saying what the tea party was, was absolutely nothing compared to MAGA. Never been done before like this in our lifetime in our, in modern history. Anyway, not only that, not only did we politically build something that is an absolute machine that's got a life of its own with the armor of God on but also we built a parallel universe, a parallel economy, a parallel news, uh, news stations, parallel social medias. We cannot be stopped. So now that we've built that, now that we've built the foundation of the house, it is time to throw on all the lipstick to this, to this, uh, to this, uh, this beautiful bride that we're taking out. All right, time to put the lipstick on, time to put on the garments, time to go out, and time to show the world who we are. What do I mean by that? We need to keep doing exactly what we've been doing, but we need to add one thing, and that means we need to get in the streets. 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 We need to get in the streets on the level that they cannot ignore. We need to get in the streets, D.C., Chicago, Pennsylvania, wherever, Philly, wherever, We need to get on the streets and we need to look like an an actual Trump MAGA campaign rally everywhere we go, even if Trump isn't there. You need to get out to your loud majority rallies. You need to get out to your Oregon Women for Trump rallies. You need to get out. If if Trump isn't going to be there, pretend Trump is there. When I say get in the streets, I'm not talking about a BLM summer of love. I'm not talking about an Antifa summer of love. When I'm talking about getting in the streets, I'm not talking about go out there, burn, loot, and murder, BLM. No, 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 no. I'm talking about make your voice loud, make your voice heard, stand up solidly side by side with your brother and sister in Christ, with your fellow Trump MAGA supporter, and scream at the top of your lungs, we are fed up. That will at least send a message. That will at least be a statement. That will at least send a, uh, a, 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 a message of, of, oh my gosh, we fear this. Look how much they fear a Trump rally. Look how much they fear anybody. Look how much they fear DeSantis. Look how much they fear MTG. Now bring that all together. Get it in the streets these last 65 days. Ladies and gentlemen, let them know we're not going to let you steal another election. You can try. You can try. But when we catch you, it's on you. When we catch you, we are going to administer the full and proper justice that is needed in order to bring you back to, uh, to reality. We are not going to allow this to happen. Get in the streets. Get to these rallies stop going. You know what? Just say, you know, I'm going to forgo a few things this year. I'm going to sacrifice a few trips this year and I'm going to go see about getting involved. Knock on some doors for campaigns. I know it's weird. I know it's not that kind of America anymore. I know nobody wants you to come to their door anymore, but once you do the first house, you want to do the second house. Once you do the second house, you want to do the third house and so on and so on. And with each house that you stop at, with each door that you knock on, with each doorbell that you ring, you will get that much more courage. And then you will find yourself wanting to go out there. You'll find yourself walking around with brochures and yard signs of people that you support. And you'll find yourself knocking on doors with such, uh, with such a veracity and, and, and in such number. But by the time you're done, you're going, wow, I hit 100 houses today. I put 20 yard signs up today. That is the only way that we can move forward. That is the next logical step of getting involved. And it takes nothing to do it. It just takes an afternoon. It takes a day. It takes two days. It takes a week. That is our next step, ladies and gentlemen. And do you want to know how I know there's going to be a red wave? A red tsunami is one thing. That's very hard to do. But a red wave, do you want to know how I know there's going to be a red wave? I'll tell you how. Because Stretch Face Armstrong herself, that's right, Nancy Pelosi, is already planning for a GOP retaking, I should say a GNP retaking of the House. And she wants to be an ambassador to Europe. So not only is she planning for a job after a job, because she's got to stay in power somehow. That's all, these things, that's all these people know. They don't know an honest day's worth of work. They don't know a nine to five. They don't know retirement. Because it's never really about the money. It's about the power. The money comes with the power. But it's always about the power. And now Nancy Pelosi wants to hightail it to Europe. When is the last time that you have seen Nancy Pelosi, whether she's dead or alive, <laughs> I mean, because she looks like the Crypt Keeper, when is the last time that you've seen her willingly say, I'm going to willingly g- give up the gavel? When is the last time that you've even heard her speak speak like, the, like, the, uh, the, uh, like a fact that she might have to give up the gavel. When's the last time you've even heard her allude to that? Well, Nancy Pelosi's already thinking of what happens when Democrats lose the House. According to a new report, she wants to be the ambassador to Italy. The report also states that this is one reason that Joe Biden has not filled the position of ambassador to Italy yet. The U.S. ambassador's residence in Italy has a pool, private gardens, a wine cellar, and all the ice cream you could want. That is a Nancy Pelosi struts face Armstrong heaven. Sources are saying that Pelosi wants President Biden to nominate her to become the next U.S. ambassador to Italy if the Republicans take the House majority in these midterm elections. Biden is holding the spot for the speaker, sources say, which is one of the reasons that he has not filled the position yet since taking office. Speculation earlier this year that Pelosi's ally, uh, a Pelosi ally, excuse me, and former Wall Street executive wanted the job has shifted with the increasing likelihood that the Republicans will take majority. Now, the fact that Nancy Pelosi is lobbying for a job outside this country tells me two things. One, she sees the red wave. She smells it. She knows it's coming. She can't swim. She's old. She's decrepit. She doesn't have a life vest. She doesn't have a a rubber ducky floaty. She's got to go. She's nothing but a drunk, a washed up, a has-been. How do I stay in power and get out of the country? (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Now, there's no clarity yet on how a new Senate will react to a Pelosi nomination. But there was mixed reaction to her role, to her in the role, from sources this week. Pelosi traveled to Italy for vacation with her extended family in July. She brought her entire extended family to a lavish holiday uh, in July, spending your taxpayer money to do it. Whatever the reason for the empty chair, not having an American uh, ambassador in Rome in times of Italian turmoil, which is happening right now, is simply absurd and self-defeating for Washington. One highly placed Italian source complained to the Global Insider, quote, I've seen good times from both Democrat and Republican ranks and how they operate, influence, pass messages and pull strings. There's an audience for them, but they need to be here in order to have the audience. They need to be on location. Even Pelosi knows a red wave is coming. And that's why she is lobbying for that ambassadorship in italy ladies and gentlemen she knows it's coming you know it's coming biden knows it's coming the left knows it's coming i know it's coming everybody knows it's coming and having said that i want to i want to quickly i want to quickly transition from that because we've got to go out to california real quick please get these numbers up on rumble please get these numbers up on getter we need more 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 we got to go out to california real quick and we've got to talk quickly about governor gavin gaslight newsom because he has just signed another economic devastation, another economic suicide law into uh, into law, excuse me, bill into law, I should say, in California, paving the pathway for a $22 an hour minimum wage in fast food restaurants. Now, let me just tell you this, how stupid this is, all right? California right now is $150 billion in debt. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, $150 billion in debt, all right? They have a 4% unemployment rate, roughly, almost 4%, 3.9 and change. They have a homeless problem. They have 3.5 million workers in the fast food restaurant industry, which accounts for $280 billion in revenue. And this man wants to literally cut the throats of these fast food jobs because I can tell you right now what's going to happen, and it's the same thing that happens right here in New Hampshire. You walk into McDonald's nowadays, there's maybe, maybe 10 workers in there, and they're all in the kitchen. You want to know who's not working? Anybody at that front desk. You want to know why? Because there's a kiosk now, and you must order at that kiosk, and get, you'll get a number, and they will call your number when you're ready. They are not going to hire people. They're going to hire as, le- as few, many, a few amount of pe- as people as possible. Because they're not going to pay $22 an hour minimum wage, so you know what's going to happen. Those those 3.5 million workers, that'll go down at least by a third. At least by a third. You're going to put more people out of work. You're going to have more strain on the economy in California. You're destroying the fast food industry, which it probably should be destroyed, but not like that. It should be the free market that destroys it. And these people are not going to pay $22 an hour minimum wage. They're going to build kiosks, and everybody's going to do it themselves just like you do in Walmart nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. Governor Gaslight is destroying California at a rate faster than Biden is destroying America. And... Hey, you know what? Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. But for those patriots living in California, I'd say that's pretty bad. They don't need any more economic destruction in California. You know it. I know it. But they're destroying this country on purpose. We'll be right back. Sick in the head, man. All these people are absolutely sick in the head. We've got 3,500. Can we get to 4,000? Can we get to 4000 on a night show on Rumble? I would appreciate it if we could, folks. All right. Yes, Trump could take it away from her. But she would be. But here's the thing. Unless Biden is impeached, say Biden stays there until 2024, she would be an ambassador for the next two years, and then she'll be dead anyway. So who cares? But yes, Trump would be able to yank her pretty easily. Martha Dillon, thank you very much for the thank you card and the donation by mail. Judy Gansert, thank you for the uh, donation and the thank you note. Jennifer Nadeau, thank you for the letter and the donation. I hope I'm saying your name right. now, Henry and Diane Furman, thank you for the birthday card and the donation. Sanja uh, Woodruff, thank you very much for your check donation in the mail. Chris Beeler, I got your card. Thank you very much. And I got your donation, so thank you. I appreciate you. So much mail today. I have to thank everybody. Dean Carroll. God bless you for the donation. Jessica and Michael Hosang, always coming through. Thanks for the donation. Diane Lowe, card, uh, you sent a card and you sent a uh, a donation. And you said, if you see, give Lady D. Trump a shout. Hey, Lady D. Trump, God bless you. Big shout out from Live from America. Thank you so very much. Mary D'Agostino, thank you for the donation. And the thank you note, Larry Medina Knip, God bless you. Thank you. Marjorie Santee, thank you so very much. Diane Zurlet, thank you for the card and the donation. Bonnie Herrera sent Bibles. We always need Bibles because we got a lot of Bibles going out. Darlene Boone, thank you for the Mike Lindell book. It's really nice to get those. And Christina Shepard, Bibles, do, uh, devotional and thank you card and a donation. All of that came in today. And I want to thank you all from, from the bottom of my heart. When I see all this stuff come in, I just sit down and we go through it. And I just love, 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 love the fact. And everybody's got a different smell. You open up their envelopes and you smell perfume or you smell cologne from different people. That's real America. That is real America, folks. Thank you so very much. I appreciate all of you. More than you know. Larry Reha in the building. Folks, we're at 3458 We can do this. You and I can do this together. Let's get to that 4K messengers, and groups. That's where it's important. All right, folks, here we go. Let's get back to it. And you're live right back here on Real America's Voice News, live from America. Thank you very much for sticking around tonight. High energy. Especially on Real America's Voice News late at night, high energy. You went from uh, Studio 6B, then to Jack Posobiec, then to Drew Hernandez, then to Jeremy Harrell. How are you ever going to get sleep? (laughs) Anyway... Big shout out to the Rav Chat on Getter as well. Let's get right back to it, ladies and gentlemen, because how many of you know uh, Cowboys for Trump? How many of you are familiar with the co-founder of Cowboys for Trump, Coy Griffin? Well, ladies and gentlemen, a judge has removed Coy Griffin from office and has barred him from ever holding an elected position ever again because he walked inside the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I don't know if that's legal. I don't know if a judge can literally bar somebody from running for office ever again. You can even run for office if you've been convicted of a felony. So how this is legal, I don't know, and I hope and pray that Coy Griffin and his family go after this uh, judge and, uh, and appeal this decision, but it's a bad one. A New Mexico State District Court judge Today, barred Cowboys for Trump co founder Coy Griffin from seeking or holding state or federal office for walking through U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The judge also ordered that Griffin be removed as Otero County commissioner effective immediately now you know all the work Coy griffin did trying to get these machines out of there you know all the work Coy griffin did trying to make sure that we held people accountable for voter fraud in 2020 and now they remove him from office this is what they're doing folks they're using these crooked judges and they're removing trump supporters and they're trying to make the rest of you afraid they're trying to make the rest of you scared but the bible tells us 365 times do not be afraid and have no fear There is no way this guy can bar this man from holding office. This is absolute ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Now, Griffin did not commit any acts of violence on January 6th. However, the judge ruled that January 6th Capitol protest was an insurrection. Now, they get to define words. They get to redefine words. We get it. But in all reality, back in, you know, real world, that is not an insurrection, and you're not allowed to do that. Earlier this year, Griffin was found guilty of trespassing on restricted capital grounds and sentenced to 14 days in prison, even though it is we the people's property. Griffin was found not guilty of disorderly conduct. The judge disqualified Griffin from holding public office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, according to the 49-page ruling, because we all know that if you're guilty of an insurrection, that you cannot be elected. But he's not guilty of insurrection. Never was. First Judicial Judge Francis Matthew ordered that Otero County Commissioner Coy Griffin be removed from office on Tuesday, effective immediately, ruling that the attack on the Capitol was in fact an insurrection. You don't get to decide that, loser. And we're going to make sure Judge Francis Matthew, Judge Francis Matthew, we're going to make sure... That everybody knows Judge Francis Matthew's name. We're going to make sure that everybody understands Judge Francis Matthew's background. And we're going to make sure that everybody understands how they can get a hold of, because apparently this is legal now, Judge Francis Matthew. Apparently you're allowed to do this. They let let it happen to Supreme Court justices. Maybe we should go to Judge Francis Matthew's home and peacefully march with protesting signs. I wonder how he would feel about that. Right? I said what we're going to have to do, folks. This is part of it. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, also known as the Disqualification Clause, bars any person from holding federal or state office who took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States as an officer of any state and then engaged in an insurrection or rebellion and gave aid and comfort to insurrectionists. However, nobody's an insurrectionist. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? This is why they labeled it an insurrection. This is why the FBI strategical operation of the insurrection was always planned from the beginning because they knew ultimately that if they couldn't get Trump on these bogus investigations that they could formulate some kind of unselect committee and literally pound the fact home that he's guilty of insurrection even though he never was so they could somehow use this to stop him from running. None of it's going to work. Under New Mexico law, any private citizen of the state may file a lawsuit to remove a disqualified county official from office. A group of New Mexico residents were represented in this case by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington and the New Mexico-based law firms of Freedom, Boyd, Hollander, Goldberg, and Dodd Law Office. Let me say that again for all you guys who might want to just, I don't know, get on the phone. Maybe we're allowed to do this now, right? The left said it's okay. Maybe you just want to get on the phone and... Friedman, Boyd, Hollander, Goldberg, Dodd, Law Office, LLC, you guys know them. Give them a call and let them know what you think about their insurrection. Give them a call and let you know about what you what you know about what you think about their communism and their Marxist tactics. Lawyers are scumbags. Straight up, lawyers are scumbags. Now, I'm sure there's some good lawyers out there, but for the main part, for the most part, lawyers are scumbags, especially these kind of lawyers who say, well, that wasn't, that's not the way the constitution was written. That's not the way the bill of rights was, was written. Let me break down these words here and let me show you how this could possibly be misconstrued. Shut up. You're a scumbag. We know it. Everybody knows it. Remove him from office and say that he can't hold office at all. Do you want to know who shouldn't be able to hold any office at all? is the people that are keeping the January 6th political prisoners locked up in the D.C. Gulag without any of their rights, without any of their right to a speedy trial, due process, none of that. They're just literally locked away. And on top of being locked away, they're being beaten, they're being starved, they're being abused, and nobody with any power can do anything about this. Nobody with any power can get these people removed from this prison. From this jail where they're being abused and starved, where is everybody? Where's the Republican Party? Where's Kevin McCarthy? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where's Ronna McDaniel? Where's she- where is a sheriff with some cojones? How is it that nobody in power even talks about the January 6 political prisoners? outside of, I'll give you a few, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim, jo- uh, Jim Jordan, and so on and so forth. Now, President Trump says that he is actually actively financing some of the J6 political prisoners and will pardon most all of them. So what are these people doing? They're, be- they're keeping them in there and beating them, and they're taking out their frustrations on orange man bad on these political prisoners and their families. But I can tell you this, I can tell you this right now. All of these people are the equivalent of Joseph. You're going to lock these people up and you're going to enslave these people and guess what? These people are going to rise to power beyond everything you could have ever imagined and they will have their last laugh. Now, I'd like to read some very, very, very disturbing letters, if I could. I'd like to uh, read some very, very disturbing letters that we got from inside the DC Gulag and I'd like to thank... um, Ben Berkham for helping, this, helping get these letters. But let me read some letters to you real quick. They want to get them out. Nathan DeGrave sent these letters out. He said the conditions for us here have been inhumane. In fact, some inmates are, are even begging to be transferred to Guantanamo Bay standards. When you're begging to be sent to Guantanamo Bay, you know that there is something wrong. Class action lawsuits are being filed in this prison, and even the ACLU has gotten involved. Of all people, Senators Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor, and and, and uh, Congresswoman Margaret Taylor, excuse me, he said senators, but Congressmen Margaret Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates um, got access into this fi- facility to inspect the conditions, only to be denied. The vile filth of what has become our daily life is being legally hidden from members of our own congress. So let me tell you about some of the many many January 6ers who are experiencing absolute inhumane conditions in this jail. For the first 120 days in this DC Gitmo January 6 prisoners experienced daily lockdowns for 23 to 24 hours before being allowed to leave our um leave our cells. And this is causing mental anguish and severe isolation. that's causing many people to have rapid mental decline. As a result, a large percentage of us are heavily medicated on anti-anxiety and anti-depression drugs. Many times, the little recreation that we do receive is stripped away from us um, if our cell is not up to standards to the guard that's on duty. And this changes from time to time, depending on the guard and their uh, attitudes. Anytime a news interviewer comes to the jail to be aired on TV, to, for people to speak about our conditions and our allies, they, they uh, punish us for that. Masks are weaponized and used against us, even though we never leave the facility. Officers have walked in and literally beat people for not wearing their masks. Masks. Folks, I can't go on and on and on and on and on about this because I'm getting absolutely heated by the fact that nobody in our government can do anything about this. Now, everybody that knows me knows I've been locked up and I'm not afraid to say it. I was a bad, bad kid and I didn't have God in my life, but I do now. And I know what these people are going through. I know some of the stuff that they're talking about. I know what happens. But what they're experiencing there is literally worse than beating an animal. And you've got PETA all over the place if you talk about, you know, any abuse to an animal. What about abuse to people? This is sickening. It needs to stop. And it needs to stop right, right now. Where is anybody with any power? We're going to go to commercial break. I need a break. I know you need a break. We'll be right back right after this. Please stay tuned. makes me sick it gets me so mad I can't do anything you can't do anything the gateway pundits doing as much as they can we're raising money left and right but that's not the case it needs to be somebody with real power that goes in and shuts this down who's gonna step up who's gonna step up to the plate somebody said wow that's a record we have four trolls good invite them in Invite them in. Let them know that their world's about ready to come crashing down on them again. Just like when all of those trolls that are in the comment section got on their knees with their little pink hats and cried to the sky that Orange Man was bad. Remember that in 2016? Oh, it's gonna happen again. This time it's gonna happen on a level that you've never seen before. You might even jump off a cliff. You might even put ankle weights on yourself and jump off a bridge into a river. God forbid that happens, but you might just do that because the amount of triggering that you're about ready to receive The amount of meltdowns that you're about ready to administer is going to be of epic proportions. You're never going to be able to get away from this one. 2016, that was playtime. 2016, that was us just laser-pointering cats. Now, we're bulldozing you. Now, we are running over you. We are going to press what's left of you into the ground where you came from. And let God have mercy on your soul after we come through this, this time. So for all you trolls in there, bring it. We love you. We love having you. It's about time we put some losers in the act right chair and teach them to act right. What's the matter? Where are you? Trolls today aren't like trolls back in the day. What happened to you guys? You became weak. You can't shut down any feeds anymore. What happened? Shut this feed down. Bet you can't. Shut it down on Real America's Voice News, a nationally syndicated TV show uh, network. Bet you can't. Shut down on Getter. Can't. Truth. Can't. Rumble. Can't. Roku Fire Stick. Can't. What are you going to do? You're going to listen to us. You're going to shut your mouth. You're going to sit down in your act right and you're going to listen because you've got no other choice. Now you can blabber on all you want in the comment section, but it doesn't going to matter. It's only going to make us stronger. It's only going to make us bigger it's only going to make America great again again so go ahead you can't stop it see trolls back in the day could stop it they can't stop it now step it up you're becoming weak you're becoming so weak that you're becoming part of the audience see how fast that changed you can't stop us who are you going to report us to me I decline your report I decline your cowardness having said that let's get back to the show because we've got a dumb dumb award to give away to, your, to one of your saviors, Hillary Clinton. She's like herpes. She just keeps coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real America's Voice News. Thank you very much for sticking around. We've got, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, what happens when uh, you tell your kids not to go out there and have active sex because you don't want them to end up pregnant or with an STD? And the reason we don't want them to have an STD is because that stuff just, it's kind of like a revolving door it just keeps coming back like the Clintons, like herpes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Hillary herpy Clinton today because she's back. She's back in the news again. She had to open up her herpy infested mouth once again, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton had to come out. She, just like others, like uh, Andrew Weissman and others are very, very upset with this judge. They're very upset with Judge Eileen Cannon for appointing a special master to the illegal and illegitimate FBI raid. I wonder why she's so mad. Why would Hillary Clinton be so mad? She's got nothing to do with government anymore. There's no way she's going to run for president ever again and and fail. She's literally nothing. Hillary Clinton, the the worst thing about Hillary Clinton right now, ladies and gentlemen, other than the fact that she's not in Gitmo herself, is the fact that she is like herpes. She just keeps coming back. And now she's attacking President Trump and Trump supporters, (laughs) like we care, but in a way, in a very different way. She's like, She's so mad that Judge Eileen appointed the special master. She's like, and why are you in, and why are, is Trump and all his Trump supporters keep talking about my servers? My servers didn't have any classified information. Zero, she says. I had zero classified documents on my private servers. Well, at least if, yeah, at least you admit the fact that you had private servers. She says. By contrast, Trump has hundreds of documents clearly marked classified. Well, he was a president. Hillary Clinton. You never were. You didn't have rights to any classified material. President Trump did. You have have never been a president. You need security clearance. President Trump did not. You need a president to declassify something for you to have it. President Trump did not. He is the declassification process. You are not. Remember, you've never been elected president. She says he clearly had marked uh, classified documents and the investigation just started. Oh no, the investigation just ended, my dear. But just to prove to you that Hillary Clinton is a liar, look no further than her loser friend James Comey, who clearly snitched on her for having classified documents, for having a server that she shouldn't have. Let's go back to that statement. Let's go back to that statement by uh, by James Comey. Can we bring this up? Let's bring this up side by side. I'd like to be with it. Here we go. James Comey admitting that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Herpes Clinton definitely did have classified documents.
3: up-classifying. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent... Or received. Whoa, lie by eight Hillary of Clinton. those chains contained information that was top secret Whoa. at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time. Well. And eight contained confidential information at the time. Well. That's the lowest level of classification. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were up classified to make them confidential. Those emails had not been classified at the time that they were sent or received. The FBI also discovered several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton to state in 2014. We found those emails in a variety of ways. Some had been deleted over the years, and we found traces of them on servers or devices that had been connected to the private email domain. Others we found by reviewing the archived government accounts of people who had been government employees at the same time as Secretary Clinton, including high-ranking officials at other agencies, folks with whom a Secretary of State might normally correspond. This helped us recover work-related emails that were not among the 30,000 that were produced to state. Still others we recovered from that painstaking review of the millions of email fragments dumped into the Slack space of the server that was decommissioned in 2013. With respect to the thousands of emails we found that were not among those produced to the State Department, agencies have concluded that three of those were classified at the time they were sent or received. Well, there you go. There you go.
1: James Comey, the failed and disgraced FBI director, admits that Hillary Clinton is a liar. She's a bag of potatoes. She's a sack of crap. She never won anything. She's never been elected to anything. And the only thing she did get elected to... She only could win that after JFK Jr. died in a weird plane crash. Other than that, she's been a saddlebag. Other than that, she has literally been a tag-along. She has been a bug. She has been an annoying flea hanging on the back of anybody that actually has success. Whatever happened to the Time Magazine cover Madam President? Oh, that's right. You weren't elected. And you still say the 2016 presidency was stolen because you're calling Trump's appointed Supreme Court justices illegitimate justices. You're never going to win this battle. You can't stop what's coming. You never could. You came out there like a sack of crap and lied again. And good thing for the internet, we can always go back to this. The FBI said that Hillary Clinton had classified material that she shouldn't have had. Guess who should have that? Presidents guess who is not above a president to tell him whether he can or cannot have any classified information at any time? Nobody. The president is the ultimate declassification. And just because you're mad that you never won anything and you definitely were a failed two-time presidential candidate, you're just mad. Why are you mad? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, You know we've got to give her Hillary Clinton, Hillary Herpes Clinton. Like always, coming back, spouting off at the mouth something stupid, we got to give Hillary Clinton the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Come on,
5: man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. (gasps) Dumb
1: Dumb Award of the Day goes to Hillary Clinton, that swamp donkey scumbag, and anybody out there who still rides with Hillary or has an I'm with her bumper sticker on their car. I can't stand seeing the I'm with her bumper stickers or the I'm a Bernie bro bumper stickers. They're such losers. They're such losers. That means that they not only never won the presidency multiple times, right? That means that they not only have an ounce of uh, integrity whatsoever, but it just shows how much of a loser they are that they still have the sticker on their car. What do you mean? Are you hoping for a great comeback? Are you hoping that that fat sack of potatoes, Hillary Clinton, comes back like herpes and runs for president again and actually wins? (laughs) <laughs> you think Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is going to come out from Burlington, Vermont and win an election. He didn't even win the first two and he let the second one get stolen from him. He really did get an election stolen from him. Much like Trump. What is, what is uh, president Trump and Bernie Sanders have in common? Both of them got an election stolen from them. What do you, what do you still have that bumper sticker on your car for you loser? Now, speaking of Trump, he seems to be ramping back up, doesn't he, with his rallies? Let's talk about that rally last week at Wilkes, uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Is that not the best uh, a rally you've seen President Trump th- throw in a long time? The energy was like the energy of 2016, but different. Not better, not so much stronger, but different. A different kind of energy. An energy that says, we're not behind you, President Trump. We're in front of you, President Trump. Don't worry, we're not going to let hap- nothing happen to you. Here's a different energy. I have not seen an energy at a Trump rally like last Saturday in a long time. And that spells doom and gloom for the Democrats, folks. That spells doom and gloom for the Democrats. And now President Trump is on a roll. We are in MAGA season, ladies and gentlemen. And this is MAGA country. So buckle up and get ready because President Trump has now announced his next rally. So people of the great state of O-H-I-O, Ohio... Get ready, because President Trump is coming to Ohio. He's so savage, he's going to hold a rally for J.D. Vance and the entire Trump ticket in Youngstown, Ohio, hometown of who? Rival Tim Ryan. (laughs) Trump announced today that he'll be holding a rally for Ohio Republican Senate nominee J.D. Vance in the hometown of Democrat Senate nominee Representative Tim Ryan, Youngstown, on September 17th. Trump's announcement added that the rally will be held for the entire Trump ticket. He's trying to sweep it like he did in Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, he's trying to sweep it like he did in Arizona, and I think he's going to do it. How many of you in the, in the comments section think that President Trump is going to have a clean sweep in, in Ohio like he did in Arizona? I mean, look at that. Look at that. Biden could not force that many people to a Trump rally. You couldn't force that many people to a Trump rally, let alone hire that many people to come. How do you explain the crowds? 81 million votes. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, September 17th, President Donald J. Trump coming to Youngstown, Ohio, and it's going to be a MAGA rally. So you better get ready, get your tickets, make your plans now, because it is MAGA season and we are in MAGA country, folks. Take another commercial break here on R-A-V-L-F-A. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Everybody said in the comment section, don't feed the trolls. You know what you can feed the trolls? Some MAGA crumbs. Give them a little bit of MAGA crumbs, ladies and gentlemen, to feed on. Because the only thing that a troll actually feeds on is being able to report you. But since they can't report you here, there's nothing for them to eat. It's only, there's only room for them to spew and regurgitate ridiculous brainwashed and indoctrinated CNN talking points that don't make any sense whatsoever. These people in the, that you call trolls probably still think that the nuclear codes are in jeopardy. They're going to get the nuclear codes. They have nothing they can do to you. Nothing. You can call them out a billion times and they can't report you to anybody who gives a damn. (laughs) For the first time ever, they have zero power here. And we spent a lot of money and a lot of time making that happen. And that's why we're coming after them now. And we're going to shut you down by shutting down your entire left-wing platforms, and that's why Facebook has lost money, Twitter's lost money, YouTube has lost money, Google's losing money, Netflix has lost money, Disney's lost money. Keep it up. Keep it up. And we will cancel culture you right out of existence to where you don't matter to anybody but God. <laughs> Dr. Vapper, I don't report. Look at me, everybody. I'm the water boy. I don't report. Stay around, young, and you might learn something. Anyway, let's come back from this commercial break and get back to it and I can't and end the show strong. <laughs> I don't report anybody. You don't do anything. You probably don't have a job either. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around tonight here on Real America's Voice News Live from America. It is an honor to have you every night, and it's an honor to be able to do this show for you, get heated with you, cry with you, laugh with you, sing with you, whatever. Long story short, we're making a difference, and we've made a lot of difference since November 3rd. Even the trolls give up nowadays because they're too weak. They have no power. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to end the show very strong today with showing you a wonderful Brand new campaign ad put out by the Ron DeSantis team. And you know what? You know what I would hate? I would hate to be a Democrat going against Ron DeSantis in Florida. That's what I would hate. Anyway, a new campaign ad put out by Governor Ron DeSantis, literally one of the strongest candidates in the country, second to only Donald J. Trump. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Governor Ron DeSantis. Today we deliver for the people of Florida yet again.
2: You saved our jobs.
0: And kept us going.
4: They tried to shut us down, but you
0: saved our business.
3: thousand dollar bonuses.
0: You had our backs. And honored our service. You led by facts, not fear. And you let us decide. You let
2: me go to school. You gave me a voice.
0: You put us first.
2: And didn't let them keep us apart.
0: You let us learn.
2: You let us compete. All of us.
0: You protected our right to worship together in person.
4: And you raised our pay.
0: You protected our waters and kept Florida beautiful. When they attacked you, you didn't pay. You stood strong for Florida. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor.
1: Gracias, Governor DeSantis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. Thank you, Governor DeSantis, and I want to thank Governor DeSantis, too, because if it wasn't for a Governor DeSantis, the rest of the the, uh, 49 other states and their governors wouldn't know how to stand strong, or at least wouldn't know what would happen if they did stand strong. You know now, when you stand strong for the people of your state, they're going to stand strong for you, no matter what color, no matter what creed, no matter what faith, no matter what anything. Any opinion, he stands for all Floridians. And I want to give a big shout-out to Governor Ron DeSantis, and I look forward to voting for him for president someday. Folks, please go to JeremyHarrell.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for a Bible if you need one or send somebody one who might need one. If you can, become a monthly or a one-time donor. Check out the store and use your promo code LFA if you visit MyPillowOrMyStore.com. There are right ways and wrong ways But there's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. We're going to go out tonight with some good armor of God. Download the song today from Dave Bray USA, and yours truly. Keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. Peace!